Okay, folks, we are back. We're in the Woos Media Studios. Week four. Week four. I can't Um, believe it. I'm sad. I'm sad it's week four. No Smitty at the moment. Well, we had him. But, yeah, we had him, and if you stay stick around for the extracurriculars after the football stuff, he's there. He shows up. Some some time-traveling stuff. I I love the time travel. I recommend you stay, by the way, because the the newly fan game, if you listened last week, uh, the, the... the wrap-up to it was amazing. It was incredible. Yeah, so for those new to the show, we start recording when we get here, like what you hear halfway through. Just to warm up, get a little loose, you know? Right, before little, we get into yeah, the football Yeah, exactly, a little stuff. pregame, and then we talk football. But th- we start the show with football, because everyone likes to listen to that. So, sure. uh, yeah, Ryan, show, Ryan uh, was here for the, for the first part. It was fun. He's going to put his recipe on Patreon. Yep. So that's good. And he, was, uh, he, he did uh, good with the games today. So Yeah, we, we love Smitty. Yeah, he's back. He was we, on vacation. He's back. We did talk about one thing. So we actually had to start the show without Will, and uh, right. I was we had a conversation. Does food name bug you, like the name of food? Because like obviously texture, everyone has a texture, whether it's a lot or a little, like some kind of texture thing with food. Right. Like uh, very few people have no texture issues with any food. I don't think a name bothers what about me name? at all. It's like Gorp, because Gorp was questionable. I don't know what, what Gorp is. Gorp is, uh, so Gorp? guess, why don't you guess first, because Ryan didn't know either. I mean, I, I, It's I, trail I, mix. Oh, yeah, okay, I do know what GORP yeah, is. GORP. But that's an acronym, right? Doesn't it mean, like, what's an acronym for something? I don't know. Oh, well, an, acronym, an acronym for something is where it stands for, like, G-O-R-P, stands for, like, right. Great Outdoor Reduction Product. No. That would be a company. Uh, but, yeah, GORP. What about, like, a na- you know what used to bug me as a kid? Good old raisins and peanuts. That's, is that what that's it is? What it, oh, yes, <laughs> I knew that. It's been a while since I've that's heard it. Hysterical. I didn't know that. Yes. So that's GORP, what GORP stands for. Um, no, names don't, I didn't what about, what about Goopy? Goopy used to... Oh, I did not like that as a kid. When when the anyone word? Like, yeah, that's goopy. I would be like, oh, okay, I'm not eating that. Like, oh, I don't, well, yeah, I, don't I mean, like, like that, that that that's only because the word means something disgusting, and if someone is describing the food uh, as that, uh, but if there was a food that would that tasted good that was called goopy, I'd still eat it. <laughs> like I'll eat. Like it doesn't matter what the name is. It matters what is it and what does it taste like. Goopy. Okay. Um. There you go. That that's all I got. If you want the fun stuff, stay for after the picks. But I do want to start before the picks with some power rankings talk. Yes. Now I post my power rankings every week on Patreon. My top 50, and I think that's generous for five bucks a month. That's all it costs. And like Will was talking about before, you know, if you want to support the show, that's a great way to do it. It's only five bucks a month. You can help us out. But there's other cool stuff on there. My power rankings. Ryan puts his recipes up there. We got a lot of fun stuff, extra podcasts. Uh, So we got other stuff on there as well. But uh, I'm going to put my rankings on after the show. And Will and I, before we recorded, were looking at uh, his biggest disagreements with what I have. And we've got three teams that I have higher than Will would have. I believe all three are higher than you would have. So let's start with Ohio State. I've got Ohio State 26.42, let's call it 26.5, points better than the average team. What that means is I've got them third in my overall rankings. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Texas 4, USC 5. That's my top five. Will, you think Ohio State's too high? Yeah, I mean, and again, as a Michigan fan, this isn't like a homer thing. Um, I've always, I, I think I've pretty much given Ohio State a fair shake my entire time on the show. No, you do. You um, do. And, but it, what I don't get, and again, this is my thing with Alabama, is like you don't lose a guy like Bryce Young and with a questionable guy coming up behind him, not just like a, 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 a surefire, you know, five-star NFL quarterback guy and not take some sort of a downgrade. And that's how I feel the quarterback position is at Ohio State too, right? They lost uh, some talent on the offensive line. They lost some offensive weapons. Yeah, they still have Marvin Harrison. They still have some great running backs. Um, but 
Like, I just don't believe they're the third best team in the country. I don't think their defense uh, is that. And I don't. Th- I think that Kyle McCord, who is no doubt, I, he looks like a pretty good quarterback. We won't, we've only seen him play cupcakes so far. We're going to find out more this weekend. But that dude is not C.J. Stroud. And C.J. Right. Stroud was like one of the best quarterbacks ever at Ohio State by statistically. So I don't. I just don't. I think their team's much better than Ohio State right now. Well, and I think you more also. I think one of the other things that you mainly disagreed with was how much further I had Ohio State than Texas, USC, LSU, Washington, those teams. Because yeah. a lot of people, I heard this, I, I like the, the new Joel Clapp podcast. I think he does a good job. Oh, yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people say, though, that there really is no clear-cut best team. That you take the top 10 and you can kind of shuffle it up and draw anyone. I mean, do we really know Georgia is the best team? That's the narrative, right? right. That's what's put out there. I believe that there is a clear cut. So I would disagree with what you said, and we'll get into this in detail with the Ohio State-Notre Dame breakdown. Right. But I think Ohio State is better. Obviously, I have them third in my power rankings. Now, maybe you could make the argument they deserve to be clustered in more with the other teams, but I, I think they deserve to be there. Look, a lot of questions are going to be answered this weekend. We have a huge, very, very important data point that we're going to add for Notre Dame and Ohio State. We're going to learn a ton about both these teams and both these coaches after this weekend. But I stick behind my rankings. I like it. But I also know that you've got a good eye for for catching things like this. So Ohio State, number three, you think they're overrated. Uh, Tennessee is the other team. I've got Tennessee, let's see, number 16 overall. I've got them 17 0.22 points better than average. Just to give everyone an idea of what that means, uh, 16th overall. Uh, <clears throat> if I had Tennessee at home against Oregon, it'd be pick. If I had Tennessee at home against Texas, it would be Texas minus about four. So that's a, that's like a frame of reference yeah. for what that means. Rattle for off the, the five teams after Tennessee. Yeah, so Tennessee 16. Texas A&M 17, Oregon State 18, Kansas State 19, Utah 20, and keep in mind, Utah 20 is without Cam Rising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like again, I, I'm a big Josh Heupel guy, um, but just seeing what Tennessee has put on the field this year, it's I think it's, it's pretty underwhelming. I think that they don't run the ball very well. Uh, Joe Milton is showing some of his limitations. He's not Hendon Hooker, and... Yeah, I mean, I, I I would just have them lower than that. I think a lot of those teams you named after, I would I would put above them. Okay, and then finally, Auburn. I've got Auburn in my rankings, 26th. Uh, I've got Auburn about 12.2 points better than average. Uh, they're right on line with teams in my rankings like Texas Tech and Duke. Uh, just to give a comparison also, if Auburn were home against – well, give me a team, like a team that you'd – like it would be a good comparison team. If Auburn were home against them – and I give you a line. Wait, so Auburn at home? Yeah, Auburn yeah. at home, hosting like an like a like a like maybe a top twenty-five team that you feel like you have a good grasp of, and I, and I give I, you a line. Illinois. I don't even think they're a top twenty-five team, but that's what I would call a comp no. right now. Illinois. Oh goodness, I would have them at home against Illinois. I'd have them probably about minus six. Yeah, I don't know. Again, like I know I picked uh, Auburn against Cal, but. I'm not buying it just yet. I got to see him against. Like I, I think they're gonna. I'm not sure that it's gonna look very good in their sure. SEC schedule. So, so we're gonna get to games in a minute. But let me just clarify: with all these rankings, this is largely my computer. Now, let's not pretend like my computer just sits there all night and does its own things. I tell it what to do. I give it the rules. But 
based on all of that, you know, the numbers, in my opinion, are so strong. And here's the thing about my rankings. I'm not here to say every ranking is right on, okay? Because I know that I'm going to make mistakes, just like I know the people who work for the sports books who do the same thing I do here also make mistakes. It's those times where I'm right and they're wrong where I have great bets. And it's those times where I'm wrong, they're right, where I don't have great bets. And unfortunately, that's all, that's tough to distinguish. But I really right. trust my numbers. I love my numbers. If you want to see my top 50, have all of these to your access. It's only five bucks a month, patreon.com slash college football tailgate. But Will, we'll see how this goes. I definitely respect your opinion, but my numbers, I, I treat those like... Uh, like my little, like a little baby. Your babies. Yeah. Look, I respect it too. Uh, you know, and so, and I don't have, I don't use a computer for mine. I just use my dumb old brain. But that so, works. There is something. This is an art, not a science. There's a lot to this intuition. Let's get into some games. Well, first, even before that, we gotta we gotta first touch on Mel Tucker. Now, again, like we oh, expected Mel this. Fucker, do we have to? MSU uh, or Michigan State basically announced like, hey, we're they gave him official notice. We intend to fire you. So he's done. He's toast. He's I don't know if he's gonna try to fight it legally or whatever. But he's out officially, and so uh, rest in peace, Mel fucker. Well, if his name was Mel... We hardly knew ye. If his name was Mel Tucker, okay? Let's pretend it was. (laughs) You know what the headline would be? What? French toast. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. No, that's good. It's so... Mel I feel like you've got a better headline in there that doesn't require a French accent. That could just be something like a pun with, like, phone sex. You know what I mean? Hmm... There's, there's got to be something in, in knocking around in that head of yours. Mm. The, the, well, will you let it simmer. We can come yeah. back to it. But think on that. If you come up with any Mel Tucker so, phone sex fired Mel Tucker headline. phone sex and then fired. Mm-hmm. That's what I got to work with. Yep. Let's come back to it. Michigan State hangs up the phone <laughs> or something. See, but I, mm. you're way better. Yeah. That's a crappy version for me. So we'll come back to it. Fair enough. We're okay. so, we'll circle back as they say. We'll get into the games. We got a lot of games. Wait, you didn't bring up uh, Matt Campbell. Getting into it, I thought you were going to bring that up. Isn't that called oh, old that news? Was old news, sure. But yeah, we oh, can, it may be we old can... news. Matt Campbell attacks a fan. Well, he 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 did a come at me, bro. He didn't attack him. He did a he oh, turned around great and Matt got Campbell. steaming and was like, "Come at me, bro," because the guy was like, uh, "Hey, you're on the hot seat," you know. Yeah. If you haven't seen the video, no, I just thought you were going to bring that up. I uh, I found an article talking about Matt Campbell going to the Jets in 2021 <laughs> how funny is that <laughs> the great Matt this Campbell. is your big victory parade this is oh, better than our bad board victory it. for I you and look if you all want to listen we have a, a an episode called uh the great Matt Campbell debate <laughs> go back and listen that was a fiery debate <laughs> it was yep yeah incredible so, anyway all right, okay yeah. well we got a lot of games the the slate for this weekend is awesome. There are, there's actually more games that I wanted to break down, but we just don't have enough time. I think we have 12 on here, and so we'll get right into it. We're going to do these um, in order of, of kickoff time like, like we always do, but this is a huge matchup, another big one uh, for ACC and for playoff rankings. We've got Florida State at Clemson, currently the Knowles, two-and-a-half-point road favorites. Now, I think this game opened up more like a pick em. And we've seen a lot of money come in on Florida State, of course, that right now they're ranked the number three team in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, Clemson, I don't know. I'm interested to get your breakdown here, Tyler, because I feel like even though F- Clemson had a horrible start to the season, and so you would think like, hey, everyone's going to be fading Clemson in this game, and that's why the money is swinging that way. Just on Saturday, we saw Florida State 
barely escaped with their lives at Boston College. So, like, does a performance from last week factor into your no, no, your no. breakdown? Well, Florida State had a, it was a look ahead game. First of all, second of all, they showed nothing. It was very very basic what they did, mm-hmm. and that was easy. And, that, and they and they were also up like thirty one ten something like that. They had a huge right. lead, so they did what they needed to do. Boston College came back late. I don't blame them at all. Big teams are going to have these spots. It was before huge games like this. No, so I don't downgrade Florida State at all. But my pure power rankings have Florida State only like two points better than Clemson. So I have a hard time from the the numbers getting here. I think with home field, Clemson should be around like minus one. So I came into this game really anxious about Clemson. I was really, really wanting to... But the more I dove into it and the more I looked at it, it's a pass for me. So Interesting. I'm, I'm not going to bet this. And here's why. We really don't know how bad Clemson is. And I say bad with quotes because right. I don't think they're a bad team. I should really say we do really don't know how good Clemson is. Right. I'm going to watch this game and I'm going to fill a hugely important, like I said earlier, you know, piece of data for both teams this season. Uh, I mentioned it week one. They should really have won the Duke game, Clemson. Okay, there's a reason oh, yeah. to bet to bet Clemson this game. Yes, they lost like 28-7 or something, but it, it's amazing. When you look at not... They only punted three times, okay? Yeah, and they turned the ball over on the one-yard line twice. Here are... Here are... I think they were over 5 in the red zone. Yeah, it was brutal. It was a shit show game. Okay, so Clemson had the ball 12 times against Duke. And this doesn't include like the, when they kneeled it at half. So 12 times, okay, 12 drives. They punted three times. Here are the other drives. Missed field goal, fumble, touchdown, missed field goal, fumble, fumble, interception, turnover on downs. Right. Like, that was such a bizarre game. I believe what he said, over five in the red zone, it was a weird game. They should have won that game. Now, what would the narrative be in this game if Clemson were also undefeated, destroyed the last couple teams, they would be the favorite. That's why I have trouble making this a bet for Florida State. There's no way I'm going to take Florida State here. To me, it's Clemson or pass, and it's a pass because I think Florida State is as good as people think, but I don't think they're better than people think. When you look at how good they can be where they are right now, Hmm. I think they can only go down. Now, I've thought this for a while. I'm being consistent. I took the under before the season. I thought this team was a little overrated, so of course, I'm probably going to say that. That's a bet board, by the way. It is a bet board. Under 10 wins. Uh, The FEI projections have this essentially a a pick-em. I like this feature. Okay, now this is available for everyone. I want to give this out uh, for a website for for our listeners to use. It's called, oh, top of my head. I think it's bcftoys.com. Uh, BCF Toys. Let's look it up. Yes, that is it. Yeah, bcftoys.com. This is a phenomenal advanced metrics website for college football. What you can find here is what I talk about all the time on this show. FEI rankings, F-plus rankings, points per drive rankings, and they have projections on there that I think are interesting to look at. They have this game can being I, essentially a pick Why is it named Toys? Well, it I sounds th- like a toy company. You know... I just a branding. I also found it very strange. They should have, have contacted me to they make sh- to you know when yeah, they're making or the just name. pick something that sounds like what it is. I think it's weird. I don't like the name. I don't condone it. But that's the website name. <laughs> he does not condone it, folks. Yeah, I don't. I don't love it. But that's the website name. They have all kinds of great data. BCFToys.com. And if you want, because here's the thing, I think there's a lot to learn from yards per game, points per game. How many rushing yards are you gaining and allowing? How many passing yards are you gaining and allowing? But there's more, in my opinion, to these advanced stats. So check that out. 
Anyway, what was I when I got into that? I'm in the handicap. Sorry, the uh, FEI oh, ratings. Oh, the FEI pro- uh, pro- projections have this uh, Florida State scoring 26.3, Clemson scoring 26.2. So, like, the numbers people are on my side, right? That Clemson's clearly the numbers play here. I just don't know how elite Florida State is, and I don't know, as I said earlier, how good Clemson is, right? Clemson last week, you look at the numbers, and oh, they scored points. They're looking good against this lower uh, competition. There weren't a ton of like 80-yard drives. Like they, they, I wasn't really impressed with what I saw. So does Clemson have it in them to A, live up to the data and the numbers and be hyped up under Dabo at home? Absolutely. But do I trust that Florida State is going to let that happen? I have questions. How good is this team? I'm not quite sure yet. So for that reason... It's a pass. What are the Tan Shark Tank? So for that reason, well, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, look, <laughs> look, you're right because... You're picking Florida State. I know you are. Yes, but I'm scared. And I'm scared for all the reasons you said, right? First of all, Florida State hasn't beaten Clemson in seven years. Seven straight seven straight games that, uh, that Clemson has beaten Florida State. And yeah, now they're a home dog. Like, all the signs point to Clemson. And you're right. They should have beaten Duke. But like, even still, like, I look at... I mean, look, for, the weakness of Florida State's defense, I think, is the secondary. So is that either an opportunity for Cade Klubnick to finally look like what people want Cade Klubnick, Klubnick to be and for this offense to finally look like we want it to be? But there's something off about Clemson. Like, to me, I... I Cade, no, you're right. You're you're right. I, I Cade agree. Cade Klubnick doesn't pass the sniff test yet. Like you I smelled get, him? Have I you get been that, up he, that close? He stinks. Okay. Um, the, he was a five-star guy. He came in as like, this is the next Trevor Lawrence. This is the next guy. And he's so not that. It doesn't. And he's young. Maybe he'll be that. I mean, look at what Jordan Travis was a couple of years ago to what he is now. Right. So certainly, Cade Clement can become that guy. But like watching how he operated against Duke, like yeah, they should have won that game. But it's not because of his performance. It's because they were running the ball well. And I think Florida State's defensive line has proven. I mean, against LSU, they did an amazing job at stopping the run and clogging right. the line of scrimmage. I think that's an advantage to Florida State to say, hey, if you're going to beat us, Cade Klubnick's going to have to finally look like what everyone says Cade Klubnick's going to be. And I don't know that I count on that to happen. They don't have – like this isn't it, – it's very similar to like – like again, Alabama – I keep bringing things back to Alabama, but like for years, Alabama and Clemson were like the dominant programs and they always had a stud quarterback and like a killer NFL first-round wide receiver. And Clemson doesn't have that either. They don't have the talent of wide receiver that we were so used to them seeing. They don't but, have but that number one be, guy. This could be part of the change. That's why I kind of agree right. with this stuff about, about Clemson. And let's think about it. In the 80s and 90s, Nebraska, Oklahoma, right. even Colorado in there for a little bit, they're winning, right? Imagine if we were doing a podcast then. And, right. then, the, and then the 2000s start to come around and all of a sudden USC right. and Florida and Florida State are like emerging. Well, not emerging, but like coming back. Right. But it's more like, what, you want to bet against Nebraska? No, and exactly. Like, like- and again, for all of our Florida fans, I didn't mean that. I know Florida State and Florida were there. My point is, these things come and go with these elite teams who can't be beaten. For, for, right. for years, Nebraska could not be beaten. Right. And now it's just kind of accepted they're an average team. In 20 years, it's very likely, or at least probable, that... Alabama is going to be looked at as an average exactly. team. They're going to have a new head coach, and they're yes. just so most programs may, don't last exactly. So we're going through, I think, one of these shifts. This could be the shift, but I'm not going to bet against it. Same thing with Bama. A little, little spoiler alert: I'm not betting against Saban. Here's the thing with these games: we don't have to make a bet. We're right. not the sports book, and we have to put up a price for every game. You can pass, and in this game, it's a huge pass for me. Right. Well, this goes against your record for the year. Yeah, but he, I'm telling you, like I, again, like I do feel like, and it doesn't mean that that Dabo can't get Clemson back, but I think that what they are now is not 
what the Clemson that we know, the Clemson that's 7-0 against Florida State. And, and now your grandpappy's like, Clemson. There's not your grandpappy's <laughs> Clemson. And look, there's that's a motivation factor for Florida State. Yeah, they're the favorite. They're the number three team in the country. But like Clemson has completely dominated the ACC for the last decade. And that still looms over Florida State. Florida State still looks at, at Clemson and says, hey, if we want to get to the mountaintop, we want to beat, we want to win the SEC, mm-hmm. we got to go through Clemson. This is our, our chance to prove, hey, we're, we are legit. And so even though the number has moved in favor of Florida State, which I don't like, all the signs point to Clemson. My gut is telling me this is the game where Florida State goes, hey, Clemson, uh, your time is over for right now. It's right, our time let's this go. year. There so, you go. Uh, by the way, us. you just said the word loomed. That's a good word. That's an underrated word. Mm, looming. Loomed. Something looming. Well, there's a lot of words you can use instead of loom. Sure. Right? But that's that's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. No, it's... it's I'm, I I'm gonna, that one out of the old I'm going to put that in dictionary. my vocab. I'm going to be saying that a lot. Yeah? Add to your vernacular? Yep. There's another good it's one. It's in. Boom. Uh, okay, next up, Oklahoma <laughs> at Cincinnati. Now you're, got... just, now you're just showing off. <laughs> Oklahoma at Cincinnati. The Sooners, are they a sleeper? team right now yes yes they are absolutely. 14 and a half point favorites at cincinnati by the way cincinnati a bit of a sleeper team as well they've mm-hmm. everyone expect them to be yeah. the worst team in the big 12 i think maybe you would pick them to be the worst team in the big 12 if i'm not incorrect here tyler no i picked uh houston yeah. so, someone uh, houston, you or smitty picked oh, picked cincy and i said hey we'll there might to, still we'll be remnants of luke fickle i'm not so ready to say that yet and uh and they've taken down some teams we didn't expect cincinnati beat pitt on the road, uh, who I can't remember who else they played, but Cincinnati's looked good so far. But guess who else has looked good? Oklahoma. And I had questions about them coming in. They're averaging like 50, 60 points a game. Their defense is barely letting anybody score. So again, they're 14 and a half points, uh, point favorites here on the road. To me, this is the first like semi-test. I don't want to call it a real test. I think SMU was a pretty legit test for them as well, but um, it's a lot of points, Tyler. Uh, so I don't have a ton for this game, but a strong lean to me for Oklahoma. Uh, I think that this is a legit team, and I've got major question marks. Um, you know, look, I, I think that they can stretch it out. I think they can throw the football, but Cincinnati is still not a. They're not in my top fifty. They're not, you know, going to be in that range. I think that this is a fair point spread, but I'd lean towards Oklahoma because they have a point to prove. Right? We talk about teams having incentive to run it up. Do you have incentive to? score in the fourth quarter when you're right. already up 25. A lot of coaches don't, and a lot of coaches do. And I think this is a situation where Oklahoma absolutely does. So I'm going to lean them. It's I don't have a ton, like I said, for this game, but lean Oklahoma. Yeah, and to me, this is a game where maybe people open their eyes because as weird as it is to say, I don't think Oklahoma's been a betting public team this year because of their performance last year. Last year, they, what, six wins? A really poor first year right. for Venables. Uh, the defense wasn't great. And so, to me, this might be the game where they maybe blow out Cincinnati and people start going, hey, everyone's talking about Texas. Should we be not overlooking Oklahoma here to win the Big 12? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I'll go with the Sooners minus 14 and a half. Don't love that half-point hook, but uh, fuck it. We roll Sooner Schooner. Um, next mm. up. The an- Sooner Scooter. Another <laughs> another Big 12 matchup, SMU at TCU. I, I-, I guess SMU's not in the Big 12, but they just feel like – a Big 12 team to me. They, in fact, they just they're joining to the, the ACC. Yep, just signed to the ACC. They raised, I think, $7 million in a very short amount of time. Yeah. After they Dallas did Dallas money, baby. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the Golden Express or the Golden Pony Express or whatever. Um, Right now, TCU six and a half point home favorites. Nobody's talking about TCU, A hundred million. 
Uh, it said seven million. A hundred million in seven quite days. Quite a difference. That's what SME raised for. Hello. For what? Just for like donor uh, support. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. They got. I mean, look. They it's, got cash. It's a big school. There's a yeah. lot of money in Dallas. They got um, cash. Nobody's talking about TCU since they lost CU. They've just completely fallen off the map. They haven't looked good. Everyone is like, hey, right back to where TCU was supposed to be last year. And I'm wondering, Tyler, where does the market value them here? Because for them to be six and a half point home favorites against SMU, by the way, this is essentially a home game for both teams. SMU is right there in that Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, yeah, six and a half points for T- for yeah, TCU here. That makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah. TCU is about three points better, about three, three and a half for home. Now you See, can argue. But I don't know that it's that big of a home field advantage. Is well, then, schools. Then that's where you. But it's not always. See, that's a really interesting uh, uh, topic because I think home field advantage is not always about distance. It's not always about you know the the loudness of the crowd. That's usually what you hear. Now that has to do with it for sure. But I think that that home field advantage is more about what does the road team do on their routine? Because they're not sleeping in their beds. They're not having their normal, right. like, they don't have access to their resources, like, in the facility and for food and for their training staff. And, like, think about, I know I go back to the buffs. It's just because I know the, the facilities very well. Sure. But at CU's facilities, like, in there, they have, a, like, a doctor's office, an x-ray thing, like, if you're hurt. They have, like, a live, like, indoor like water thing you can go like during the game to like get like therapy they have a huge like nutritional area you can go and like get like get all kinds of gatorade stuff that's a home field advantage that you don't think about so right it's not just the fan noise it's not just the distance it's like all that other stuff and so exactly and so so i think that at tcu you know i just i know they're not going very far but i think three and a half seems fair my whole point i guess is that it's close enough to the line to where i don't have much on this game we can talk about the rushing attack we can talk about is tcu's offense really there smu can move the football like this is a good team but it's it, i have a hard time betting games that are right on the number this one to me is right on the number so if you have an issue with home field maybe you would learn to lead lean towards smu but from six and a half to six isn't that big of a move Right, so maybe five, five and a half. You can start getting something, but it's a pass for me. I think these are just going to be two very evenly matched teams. I like what Rhett Lashley is doing. Like they're just very similar offenses. Um, I think this could be a real battle, and like a last team to get the ball, kind of score or last team to score uh, wins the game type of thing. I'm going to go with SMU. I'm taking the Mustangs here plus six and a half Stangs. as the dogs. Again, I don't think the home field advantage is that big a deal for TCU. No. So I'll go SMU plus six. Towers, just stay away. Stay away. Stay away. Okay, next up. I don't up. have a, a lot this week, but I've got some coming up. We better, we got to get a bet board somewhere. Yes. So um, Auburn at AM. Right now, Texas AM, seven, or sorry, eight point home favorite. Is that still, is that the updated number? Are we still there? Eight point home show. favorite here for the Aggies over Auburn. Interesting that we were talking about them. Just a minute ago, yeah. with Tyler's rankings, with with your power ratings, I would think that you would be leaning Auburn here. Tyler, is that is that a play for you? Is this a stay away? So what's the what's the point spread? A and M minus eight, or, or minus eight over Auburn. Didn't you have them pretty pretty no, closely ranked I, there? I've got well, I had them closely ranked, but in terms of the point differential, I see. I, I've got A and M close to a 17 and I've got Auburn close to a 12 so it's about a five point difference again incorporate home field what's it worth three let's say three and a half where's sure. I get us Kyle eight field, and a yeah. half so what's the spread eight eight yep. yeah I mean you know it's right on the number again I think A&M has a lot to prove after that Miami game my right. only question is do they have the players and the coaches to prove it they've fallen off Jimbo seems like he's 
sailing away in the way, you know, off into the distance, but he's won a national championship before. I think he's got a pretty good staff. I think that we may be selling stock a little too early on Jimbo, and I don't want to bet against them in this spot. But on the other side, you know, Auburn, even if you do think they're too high at 26, I still have this a good line. So I think this is accurate, it's fair. And I've got Auburn, you know, again, right there, Duke, Texas Tech, that's what I said earlier, 12 points better than average. Does that sit, when I say it that way, does that sound wrong? You know, like that that brings it more to reality, right? Yes, they're it 12 feels wrong points to more me. than average. Yes. Okay, okay, so it does feel wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, like that's how I like. Then I, I see where me, you're coming from. Then, then you should. Yeah. Then, then you're 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 going A and M, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Well, and like here's the thing too is that, like I look at these two teams and their strengths and their weaknesses, right? We know that A and M, uh, the offense, I we think is improved under um, uh, Petrino, mm-hmm. right? It looked good in the Miami game, but their defense got gashed, right? And so, but I don't know. I look at the Miami offense and I think, does Auburn have anything even remotely similar? as far as offensive firepower to be able to score a lot of points on A&M to keep sure. up with them. Like, but, but I mean, can A&M keep up with their, if they play well on defense? Well, that, that's what I'm saying is like, what do I think is more likely? Do I think it's more likely that the Auburn offense is able to score on A&M's defense or the A&M offense is able to score on Auburn's defense? And I, I go with A&M's offense. Again, I think that you're right. I think they do have something to prove. They're at home. This could be a win. Uh, again, like kind of a statement win to say, hey, listen, we know we lost at Miami. But it's not all bad here. Again, I know that that loss was bad, but I don't know that A and M is 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 not still, you know, an improved team from last year. I think they are. I think that maybe Miami is just way more improved than we thought right. they were going to be. And so I think that this could be kind of a get us right back on track moment for A and M. Again, I hate that I'm just giving out a bunch of favorites here outside of SMU, and I don't doubt that the public will be. Actually, I don't know. I don't know if the public will will be trying to fade A&M with everything that's happening, but I, I tend to think that like your general public doesn't really follow college football more like that closely. We'll probably lean A&M, but I'm going with the Aggies minus eight. I think it's a statement win for the Aggies. But remember, on a neutral, this would be five. At Auburn, this would only be A&M minus two. So those are all equivalent lines, right? right. So it doesn't sound that bad when you say it that way. I, Auburn's not a bad pick. Okay. I'm that. All right, next one you're going to have to help me with here, Tyler, because the math is not mathing. Because last week, we saw BYU go at Arkansas as, what, a seven or eight point underdog and went outright. Yes. Um, I eight think, and a half. Yeah. It was a bet board game. Yep. Arkansas is, I think, a very good team, right? And now BYU goes at Kansas and they're still a nine point underdog. So would that mean that we think Kansas is like, you know, equivalent to Arkansas or was the market wrong on Arkansas is the market like is Kansas that much better than Arkansas like help me out here because there's something where I go I don't know how it feels wrong to not pick BYU plus nine here after seeing what they did last week okay so I'm pulling my rankings up here um we've got Kansas and I'm rock chalk Jayhawk you know me I'm lifelong fan over the last two years so like uh for I've, I've been invested now and I love the Kansas offense. I love Lance Leipold. Right, so look, I, I have Kansas about, let's say, three and a half to four uh, points better than BYU. Okay. So you incorporate so you home, home field is five and a half no, at Kansas? No, 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 no. <laughs> so Kansas, let, let's call it three and a half. Okay. Uh huh. And maybe we can call home field intrinsic, normal, natural home field. Let's call it again three and a half. Okay. Right. So we've got ourselves to seven. Here's what's going on. 
this is a terrible spot and terrible travel situation for BYU. Right. BYU went to Arkansas, then they came home, and then they went to Kansas. That's 7,000 net miles of travel when they land in Kansas. That's not judging after they come back from the plane ride. Now, you may be saying, who cares? Planes are modern. These players are sleeping. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal. As a matter of fact, for the NFL, anything more than 6,000 miles in a week span, you downgrade immediately one point, if not one and a half points. Mm. So what do you think these college kids are doing who don't have the same amenities and resources in the NFL team? So that's where the extra downgrade comes, right? The travel, this very difficult schedule for BYU. And I believe that's at least part of the downgrade, okay? So that's one, is... BYU is, they're 3-0, and right? Yeah. Like, they look good, they're undefeated, they're really but good. this travel will get to them. It's not just that, though. There's other factors here. We always talk about... Now, it's 8.5, by the way, now, not okay. 9, but it's, still. But we, we still, we, we talk about other factors. It's not just the numbers, it's an art, not a science. When you look at the X's and O's, I have major question marks about BYU and if they can stay in this game. BYU is running the ball for 95 yards a game. That's 102nd in the country. And you might say, okay, well, they're passing it well, right? They're throwing it. Nope. They're throwing it for 174 game, 103rd in the nation. And it's like, wait a minute. How did they win last week in Arkansas scoring all those points? And you look at the game and it's like, they shouldn't have won. Like, they only gained 281 yards and they allowed 424. Will, you may have been more on the right side than that game looked. Arkansas had some bad turnovers, but that final score kind of lied. And Kansas, I think they looked good. Despite these close games with like lower level competition, Kansas is doing it both in the numbers and they're winning games. They're 21st in rushing yards a game and they're 27th in passing yards a game. They look good. And when you talk about advanced numbers, the F plus rankings, which I referenced earlier from BCF Toys, F plus is a combination of <laughs> FEI rankings BCF and, and SP plus rankings. And they are, their offense is uh, 20, uh, let's see, 21st in F plus rankings. So, the offense looks good. Kansas is going to move the ball. I think they're going to score, but that's just offense. The defense is interesting, right? Now, the normal stats aren't bad, right? They're 24th in uh, yards allowed per game, but the FEI rankings have Kansas's defense 103rd. So could this be the game where BYU gets it going on offense? There's too many questions for me to really make it a play I like. You know, I, I definitely lean Kansas, but you're right, Will. Here's the thing with why I don't like this game for Kansas. All of a sudden, now that that the Jayhawks are winning games, this is a huge number to cover at home against a good BYU cover machine on the road in situations like this. So, like, it's a lot to ask to bet on this. To put money on this, to actually bet on Kansas, I think is a lot. I'll pass. But uh, that's why, right? The numbers kind of bring you close to 7-ish. And then that travel situation, and then the X's and O's. BYU simply not looked as good as they've uh, shown. So... I think that's why it is. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there's just something. And again, like, uh, I'm very pro Kansas, and I love the offense. I love Jalen Daniels. Uh, they have two running backs right now. They're averaging seven yards per carry. But again, like, uh, most of those have come against cupcakes. Like when you like, yeah, they they gashed Illinois pretty good on offense, but not for seven. But yards I think per you're carry. Get, I think you're getting into the trap of, and I'm not I'm not saying it's not going to win because these win these these lose. But you're getting into the trap of last week right. you had Arkansas against Kansas. You saw Kansas cover, and you go, damn. Or uh, Arkansas against BYU. Right. You saw BYU cover, and you go, 
Oh, damn, they're a lot better than I thought. Okay. And now they're playing at Kansas, a team notoriously who can't cover, a team notoriously who, like, blows it in this spot. Well, at least historically. Maybe not last year, last six right. home games. <laughs> right. But, like, so I think that's what you're doing here. And you're going, I'm going to take BYU plus the nine because it's too many points in your mind. So, again, I'm just, like, walking through why for a lot of people in you it may be more of that trap atmosphere yeah. because it seems almost, like, too easy of a bet. Well, it's not even that. Like, uh, because again, like, yeah, it's it's not even that it's too easy of a bet. It's just like, uh, what scares me is like, yeah, I would think that honestly, they seem like teams that are pretty similar. Like, uh, like just from like a toughness standpoint. And so, yeah, maybe. But what about the the, the, the rankings I just gave you, where BYU's 102nd right. in the country That's in bad. rushing, 103rd in passing, so, and Kansas is, is moving the ball at will. Right, so then maybe just Arkansas is way worse so, than I thought. This entire game comes down to, can BYU's offense move the ball? If Kansas's defense can do anything this game, they're going to cover. That's my opinion. Right. That's my opinion. So... You know, I, I think a it's lot. a lot. I mean, you're right, and they probably like Arkansas is a physical team. They might they might be a little banged up. Obviously, the travel back to back road road games is tough. Um, and I don't doubt this will be a huge game for Kansas at home and their fans. Like people are excited in Lawrence to to have like a legit football program. They've already announced they're going to be like renovating the stadium and stuff. Like it's becoming you know a, a, a cool thing there. And so I'm really look. I'm gonna lay the points with Kansas, but I'm terrified of it. And if BYU, I, I'll, I'll feel. I'll just feel so dumb if BYU, if BYU like wins this game. I'm just gonna well, go. Okay, what am I doing? But I'm gonna do it again. I. It's just. It does feel like a lot of points, but I'll lay Kansas minus eight and a half. Right. Tyler's staying away. Stay away. But um, man, I haven't had a bet yet. Can't wait to watch. It's this a game. weird week for me. Hey, Very this weird. Is why, week. This is why you're a pro. I give them out left mm. and right. I give them out like candy. <laughs> um, UCLA. At Utah. All righty. Do we skip CU Oregon? Are we not going to do that game? That's coming up next. Okay. Um, UCLA, Utah. Right now, the the Bruins, four and a half point road underdogs Dude, here. This is another pass because of one reason, and you, and you know why. Why? Cam Rising. Right. but it, he, le- he legit may play this week. So that's kind of the... the Cam con- Rising, by the, the way, consensus. Utah's quarterback. Yes, and he's been injured. He tore his ACL last year, what, in the bowl game, I think, yeah, or in their last the game before bowl. the bowl. Yeah, and so... Um, he hasn't played yet, and some people thought that he was going to be back week one. We ended up finding out, okay, you know, he, yes, he's cleared for contact, but he's not playing yet. Well, but 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 remember, it's up to the ACL doctor in right. Los Angeles. It's not up to the team. If it were up to the team, maybe something different would be happening, but they're waiting on the green light right. from the independent doctor in L.A. So but it sounds like the consensus, like, the, sounds like he's ready. the rumor Close. is like, hey, he's playing this right, game. Right. And so and for Utah to be a four, what, four and a half point home favorite right now, what what would interest me is if you're on Utah even let's say you're on Utah without Cam Rising, if if someone tweets out tonight, hey, Cam Rising is officially starting, that number's gonna shoot up to like six. I think a lot of people are gonna like the betting public is gonna go, Oh, Cam Rising, like they may not know that this could already be baked into the number. And so to me, like it's an opportunity if you're on Utah, and there's a lot of reasons to be on Utah, we talk about it so many times. It's probably boring if you've been listening to the show for a while, but like Utah at home is a real thing. That's a, that's not an easy place to go and play. And even though I've been really impressed with Dante Moore, the freshman quarterback for UCLA, he still is a freshman and he hasn't played. This this will be one of his toughest, you know, first road experiences uh, to go, you know, to Salt Lake City and play where it's going to be rowdy. This is one of those, uh, I believe it's, I'm not, I think it's a night game. I could be wrong. Maybe it's not, but. Um, well, we're going in order, right? Oh, so right. So it's not a night game, but they're stri- they are striping the, uh, 
it's one of those cool games where they stripe the the sections. I like that. Yeah. And so again, like I think you, it's just a tough place to play, man. And even though Dante Moore, I've been very impressed. Like he has he has poise, you know, or moxie is the quarterback people love to say. Like he stands in the pocket and doesn't seem like he's afraid of a lot. This is a tough spot to go and play on the road. And so uh, I'm definitely on Utah here. And if I can get him four and a half, maybe before news announces Cam Rising is going to play, I think you have some opportunity to get value there because I think that line shoots up. So I, I don't want to continue to bet against just like, oh, blindly, hey, he's a freshman quarterback. But I think a freshman quarterback on the road at Utah that's never played in an environment like that is a tough spot. So I'm, I'm taking the Utes here minus four and a half. Yeah, uh, you got an agreement. I'm also on Utah minus four and a half. First pick I'm giving out today. Um, like I said, it's all about the Cam Rising status, but I actually agree with Will. What he said was really sharp, that if they do announce he's going to play, this line will shoot up. But here's the thing. To me, it's a free roll because even with the current spread, yeah, I've got Utah about one and a half points better. You incorporate home field. Utah can get out there in the four range. Like, I think right now it's either a good bet or... It's an average bet. It's not a bad bet, right? right. So I'm going to take it. Um, Dante Moore, like Will mentioned, really coming off uh, you know, a good showing. He's going to be good for, for UCLA. Oh, but yeah. uh, Chip Kelly, I believe, this guy has his quarterback for the next several years. But again, as Will mentioned, you covered a lot of stuff. I'm not going to repeat. He's going on the road. Very difficult atmosphere Tough to go to in. These rankings, these F-plus rankings, uh, again, FEI and SP-plus combined, um, UCLA, 16th offense, 50th defense, Utah, 25th offense, 8th defense. It's the same teams we're always used to. It's not like that much has changed one year to the next. Those right. are adjusted for opponents. So everything together, I'll take Utah four and a half at home. If Cam Rising plays, which he certainly might, we'll see. I think he does play, honestly. Like, and again, like even if he doesn't, we've already seen them still be a good team that can win games without him. Right. Which which is important ultimately, yep. and you know I don't know. You look at the at the history between these two teams. UCLA actually won last year in Pasadena, but the previous five years, including home and road games, was all Utah. Um, you know we've talked many times about what fans we are of Kyle Whittingham and how much how much respect we have for his coaching ability. And so Tyler and I both on Utah there love that. Uh, next up, I mean everyone's gonna be watching this game. Is this where the hype train? derails is this where uh we get a massive upset win we'll find out we've got colorado coach prime the buffs on the road at eugene or at oregon in eugene oregon very tough place to play this line is insane it's oregon is 21 point home favorites by the way i'm kicking myself and all of us should be because last week uh before the kickoff for cu csu you could have gotten Oregon minus 14, 14 and a half at a lot of places. And now it's 21 points. I didn't take it then. I don't know why. I even, like, in my head, I remember texting people. I was like, what I want is... <laughs> sorry, sorry, folks. Tyler just almost fell out of his chair. He was leaning <laughs> leaning back like the cool kid in school, and he almost almost no. biffed it. Okay, I was leaning back. I tried to eat a pretzel. That's why I was eating the, the a pretzel. The balance threw you off. You well, threw a pretzel Because I leaned back, back so I wouldn't be off. chewing into the microphone. Yeah, yeah. And I... <laughs> Very professional setup. <laughs> I almost fell back. You almost ate shit. Um, I did. Uh, what were you saying? So I remember texting a buddy of ours before the Rocky Mountain Showdown last week. I was like, I want CU to just smoke CSU so that that line can come down and I can jump right, on Oregon. Right. The opposite happened. They struggled against Colorado State. They get the victory, uh, a comeback victory at the end. But now this line is 21 points. And we've seen this is now three weeks in a row. This could be three weeks in a row. Or sorry, it, it has been three weeks in a row where 
the spread for a Colorado game is wildly different than the final outcome. Yep. So I don't know what to do here. My my gut tells me, yeah, I think Oregon is probably this is where the Coach Prime hype stops because pe- Oregon reminds people like, hey, Coach Prime's doing a great job. Colorado is a good team now, but they're not great. Like this is the spot where n- no longer are people going to be including Colorado in playoff talks, right? However, twenty-one points is a big spread, and I know it's Oregon at home, and and there, it's weird because even still, there's part of me it's like, hey. This the market hasn't even gotten Colorado nailed down even remotely close. So I don't know what to do. I don't know if if Oregon's going to win by thirty five here or if Oregon's going to win by thirteen. Like tell me tell me what I should be doing, Tyler. Well, I think a lot of this comes down to pricing. How much is Travis Hunter worth? Right, you know, yeah, very very rare player. Offense defense, the first that we've ever seen, at least since we've been watching college football. I mean, decades and decades and decades that you've been elite on off on defense and nearly on offense right um so the the math to downgrade him is very questionable is it three points is it four points is it five points you know i think it could be up to that range with him in the game i've got oregon about 15 and a half points better with him out i've got oregon about 20 points better so uh, you think he's worth five points but here's the thing You've got to think about not just his contributions on defense, what that means over the course of 60 minutes. Right. It's what he also does offensively. It's Five like, points is a lot for any player, a quarterback. Well, any non-quarterback, it's one of the biggest in the country. But you have to think about him as two players. So it's almost like two and a half points per side of the ball, right? And I think it's defense about three and a half, offense about one and a half. Without him on defense, Will, they can't do much at all. In the post-game press conference, Deion Sanders last week said... Because you notice that CSU was running drag route after drag route after drag route after right. drag route. He goes, we called everything. We tried everything in our, pl- in, our, in our playbook. Players couldn't do it. Like It was one of the first times in his tenure that I've heard Coach Prime just kind of say, yeah, it was on the players, right? He, he typically doesn't do that. So I think they're in trouble. I think this defense without Travis Hunter and what he can do, I think you're underrating that he's potentially one of the best players in college football. No, I like, agree, but like but both offense and defense, right? So these no if we talk in college about non quarterback impact and you get like a really really like elite receiver or something like that for a team that that uses him a lot, that's like maybe one and a half two points, right? Maybe two at most. Right. I think Travis Hunter on the buffs where the talent is not what people think it is. This is not a good a, a great team. This is an Above above average talent wise team. Right. He's like, dude. If this were NCAA rankings, he would be a ninety eight. Right. And the next best player on the team, well, Sh- uh, Shadour would be probably like a ninety six. Shiloh would be up there. The next best player is going to be like low nineties, if not high eighties. Yeah. But My point to how good he is in the game plan for what he does, I think three ish to three and a half points on defense, and I think one to one and a half points on offense is fair. Again. But fifteen and a half to twenty again. That's only four and a half points. Right. So it's not five. So so it's, it does add up to four and a half. I think it's very fair. I just to me like yeah. And, and one yes, last, I'm he, sorry to interrupt you. Both sides. One last thing. One last thing. It's not just his X's and O's. It's the morale around what's going sure. on with him and the players going. Oh shit! Our best player isn't here. It's all that added up. Right. But uh, I, I guess like 
if he was a quarterback, yes, but like I just don't know that losing and yeah, he's clearly their best wide receiver, but they have other they have like decent guys at wide receiver, not the guys that you can just throw it up and you know, hey, he's gonna make the play. But that's why I think if but, he were just an offensive player, that's why I think one and a half is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Defense about the three to three and a half mark would get us there. I, I yeah, I guess we're I, I disagree that I, I just don't think any one player can be worth five four and a half or five points on the spread. Um, and Any like, non-quarterback, yeah, yeah. That's that's my opinion. But I, I, I mean, look, I, I, I trust your opinion on this, and he's clearly a massive loss. But ah, man, it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points for Oregon. And and the one thing that I feel like, you know, like yeah, there's been there's there was like the whole thing with Dan Lanning. Like I don't know if that's a motivational thing for Dion. He hasn't like mentioned it much. I don't think so. I think he's smarter than that than to try to make this like a, it's personal game. No, exactly. He had, so, uh, so I listened to both in, uh, press conferences. Uh-huh. Dion is saying nothing but praise, and Dan Lanning is saying right. nothing but praise. See, they're, they're, both, they're, they're both being smart. And, and when, when they asked about it, because a reporter asked Dan Lanning, it, like three-fourths of the way through the conference, he said, you know, Coach Prime's made everything personal all year. What about what do you have to say about your uh, preseason comments? And Dan Lanning said, Look, we were talking about that wasn't Dion's team. We were talking right, about old teams. We were right. talking about pre Dion. We we're talking about all old stuff that's happened. They're doing a great job. I respect him as a coach. So he just deflected and complimented. So that's what you got to do. But I've got some numbers here. So we always talk about like how good are these teams in the advanced stats. That's what I love to look at. I think it's very very telling. And Colorado is ninety fifth in uh, passing yards, one hundred thirteenth in rushing yards in the advanced stats. They are. Overall defense, 95th in F-plus rankings. Overall defense in FEI, 93rd. And they're right there around 65 for offense efficiency, right? We're talking about an Oregon team that's top 10 for everything this year, including defense. Right. Colorado without Travis Hunter, and I don't want to build this in as some excuse to where, well, if they had Travis Hunter, they'd be fine. I think they'd be in for a hell of a game with Travis Hunter. Right. So I can see why this is what it is, and... Here's the thing. If these people, like I always say, I know it gets old, but if these people with millions of dollars thought the buffs should be plus 19, this wouldn't be plus 21 or whatever it is right now. Yeah, I mean, look, here's where I come out on it. I, I definitely think this is the game where everyone is real, like the, the the casual fan that thinks that like Colorado is a playoff contender right now watches this game and goes, hey, listen. That is a casual fan. Yes, but they're <laughs> out there. There's a lot of those people. Like, but, but here's why. It's because they're attracting non-football fans. Right, I know. But like, like, again, like, like this is this is the reminder for those people and so I do think Oregon. I think Oregon. That's w- to bring you back. Wins this game, you know, handily. However, twenty-one points is a lot, and and the reason why I'm gonna take the Buffs plus twenty-one wow. here is Shador Sanders. Like to me, that dude has. I I've been more impressed with him even with Travis Hunter. I'm not. I know Travis Hunter is probably like one of the best players in all of college football, but I didn't expect this from Shador. I didn't expect him to be like this good to where. Like people were now saying this guy could be like a top five draft pick or a top five quarterback taken in the draft. And I don't disagree with it. Like he's amazing. And so anytime you have a game where you have a quarterback of that talent, I think that's good enough to keep a team within 21 points. I, I think that Shador makes enough plays even when they're down. He's still going to show some fight. They score maybe a garbage time touchdown or kick late and they lose by 17. I'll take the buffs plus 21. It is crazy how good he actually is. He's really I, fucking it, I good. I know. I know. I honestly, as a Buffs fan, he's really admit, good. I mean, you know, it, it looks weird. Coach's son coming into play with it. 
But yeah. he's like elite. Well, and I didn't so watch nuts. any Jackson State games. But you can't tell. It's I know, but like exactly. So I just expected like he's the coach's son. He's probably decent. I did not expect him to be this good to the no. le- point Neither where he I, legitimately honestly. could be a first round draft pick. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I think he keeps him in the game. I'll take the bus plus twenty one. You're staying away. Yeah, stay away. Okay. Uh, next. But 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 if anything, Colorado has a. Their floor ceiling is nuts, okay? Right. I think we know their ceiling, okay? I think we can all probably agree on their ceiling is like right. end of the season. They're not a top 10 team, I, I would say. They're probably not a top 20 team. I'd say like maybe they can be ranked. I'd say that's like the ceiling, Yeah. okay? Absolute ceiling. The The floor, though, is a much different question. The floor right? is the first three quarters of the CUCSU game. Like that's the floor well, for well, me. The, the floor, honestly, listen, I mean – I'm a Buffs fan, but the floor is the the low floor is they're entering a tough Pac-12 schedule and they don't get out without new wins. Now I don't think that's going to happen. I think right. that we've seen them really defy the odds, you know, to yeah. for lack of a better phrase. But it's all about how good is this coaching staff and what can they do against other very very good Pac-12 coaching staffs and, and teams. The Pac-12 is the best conference right now, deepest in college football for sure. We're going to how many teams in the top twenty-five? Like so eight. It's the floor. With Colorado that we don't know is it is it is it four or five or is it honestly six seven I think we don't know that right now right yeah so. agreed all right I'll take the buffs next up cool. uh, I already know which way you you gave it out already but Ole Miss seven point road favorites here at Alabama uh, Tyler you're going to be fading the public. Uh, uh, you know, everyone the, the perception of Alabama. No, what I said was, don't misquote me. I'm going to pull a Dion. No, no, don't run well, with isn't that. Isn't what you're doing though? Don't run with that. You're no. essentially fading the perception. I said I'm not betting against Alabama. I said I'm not betting against Nick Saban. That doesn't mean I'm betting for Ooh, Ole Miss. So you're not taking. Bama. But there's a lot of numbers. Let me get to some of my numbers. I've okay. got some good stuff for this game. Okay, so Ole Miss has an elite offense. The question is defense. Okay, this is not Texas's defense that stopped Alabama. By the way, Texas, if you want to quantify it. Ninth in the F plus rankings, Ole Miss is 38th. We're talking very different animal. But Alabama, I think this is where they come back and kind of move the football. I think they get going offensively. I was really impressed looking at Alabama's uh, efficiency stats and their uh, uh, advanced statistics. They're doing so much better. I thought I was going to get like mid 20s, mid 30s, mid 40s. Dude, they're still top 15 in everything you look at. Just because they're doing what they're doing. And I thought I thought that was my reaction. I'm going, no way. But that's why I love the math, love the numbers. Just that doesn't lie. I think this could be a game where if Saban has the players to do so and the scheme to do so and Tommy Reese can step up and call a good offensive game, if. then they that's my point, if. Okay. Now I'm not <laughs> gonna bet if. against it happening. <laughs> right. Okay. So I'm not gonna take Ole Miss, but the if is big. Okay. Now Ole Miss, they can run the football. And last year, they ran it for almost 200 on Alabama. Because when you look at Ole Miss, they honestly will. You may be surprised by this, and our, our listeners for sure will. I thought that, because I haven't watched a bunch of Ole Miss football. I'm not going to lie. I've seen highlights. I've watched. I've gone back and watched you know, the quick game recaps. But they're not throwing the ball really that well at all. Okay, listen to these numbers. They are 28th in yards per game, which is good, not great. Okay, for Ole Miss, a team that we expect to go compete with Bam on the road, I think 28th in yards per game, not great. 44th in passing yards per game. 108th in completions per game. 
and 124th in third down conversions. So they're just hitting big plays. They're just monster play after monster play, picking on teams, monster rush, I should say, after monster rush, picking on teams. So obviously, it is all about the running game, and it shows. They're 24th in the nation in, in, in rushing yards a game. But last year, I went back and I go, okay, so if Ole Miss has to run the ball against Bama, can they do so? And I'm actually kind of impressed with last year. After years of not being able to run, last year they had a great game plan on the ground, ran for about 200. Okay, so the answer to me, I know it's only one game, but yes, if he needs to, he can run the ball against Bama. So I think we may see Alabama's defensive line get exposed, which is a weird thing to say. Mm -hmm. I think Ole Miss may run the football, but... This is a classic spot where Alabama covers. This is the classic spot where you don't fade, fade Saban. Right. I like Ole Miss here, but I also like the history of Bama. It's a pass. I'm not going against Saban. But like I said, if Ole Miss... Well, let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is me being a victim to what I criticize sometimes, and I'm overreacting to one game. But if Ole Miss ran the ball last year for 65 yards, I'd be on Bama. Because I'd, I'd say, okay, the key to this game is Ole Miss running the football. And they clearly have shown over the history of Lane Kiffin they can't run it against Bama. So I may be overreacting to last year's game where they ran it for like 180 or 190 or whatever it was. Right. And I'm going, oh, they can run the ball. So now I'm checking that box going, if they can do that again, it may be a long day for Bama where they can stay in this. So if I'm overreacting to that game, Bama's a great play. If I'm not, Ole Miss is a good play. I just don't know how to judge last year's one game, so, which was at Ole Miss, by the way. That's an interesting part of that, too, because this may affect how I pick this game now, now that you say this, because there's been this interesting story coming out of Alabama surrounding Lane Kiffin where he basically said in an interview, they were asking him about preparing for Kevin Steele's defense. That's the defensive coordinator for Alabama. And he said... Kevin Steele's not calling the plays. Like people that are in the know were watching. It's the defensive back coordinator. I don't know his name. That's calling the plays, right? Like, and he's uh, something is amiss in Tuscaloosa, right? I don't think that uh, Tommy Reese is doing a particularly great job. I Obviously, agree. we talk about. I agree. We know that Jalen Monroe is limited. He's going to be the starter, by the way. Saban has announced that, like, hey, he's earned it, which basically means, like, hey, did you fucking watch the game against South Florida and see how, you know, uh, Buckner and uh, and the freshman play? They play like shit. So, yeah, Milrow's the best option, obviously, right? Clearly. He is still limited, though. He Like, we, we know that. Um, however, with this defense, if you're saying, hey, look at how great these defensive stats are, that's almost interesting because – like last year, if I if I thought it was the exact same coordinator calling the plays, now Saban has come out and said, "Hey, Nick Saban or, or uh, Kevin Steele is calling the plays. He's a defensive coordinator. He has all the same job duties. The only reason why it looks different because like what what uh, what Lane Kiffin was saying was like, hey, if you watch, like look who's getting the plays in. It's not Kevin Steele. And Nick Saban is saying, hey, we changed who how we're getting the plays in to get them in faster." So this is one of those weird situations, but also Lane Kiffin has basically come out and said he's doubled down on it and said, hey, anyone who's in the know that knows style of defense, this is not Kevin Steele calling the plays. It's an interesting weird factor to bake into it to go, okay, well, what kind of defense are we actually seeing? Because is it a Kevin Steele defense? Is but, it not? Okay, so, so let's ask ourselves, why is Lane Kiffin saying that? Right, because I believe Lane Kiffin thinks, and I think his goal, whether it's working or not, I don't know about that, I think he's trying to do something with Save It. Right. I, I, Is this like get your popcorn ready moment? Remember when he said that no, before no, no, the Alabama no, 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 game a couple no, 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 years ago and got stomped on? No. I think this is much more 
calculated. Again, whether it works or not. I think for, for Kiffin, it's a free roll. If he says this, either one of two things happens. Either Saban goes, yeah, no. And it's an, a free roll. Nothing happens. Or Saban starts to think about it and going, how the fuck does he know he's a calm place? Okay, clearly right. he's doing more work. Should we change that for this week? Should we not change it? I mean, I'm a defensive guy. Do I want to go with the... De- Should we change it because they, they're they going to be looking at him with binoculars from the, the booth? Like So if you can... Here's the thing about greatness. If you can affect the way Saban goes about his habit for one second, you've won. If you can affect the way that Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA or Tom Brady when he was in the NFL goes about their job for Nikola one Jokic. second, Nikola Jokic in the NBA mm-hmm. goes about their job for one second, you've won. Like it, 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 it of greatness is going to be greatness. But the more you can do, every little tenth of a point matters. So I think that's his goal. Why else would he say that? Like, what other goal would he have? Well, I think to say that other than he's still to also just like Lane point. Kiffin, and I don't even know if 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 it was I mean, look, like that's that thought a possibility. out. Maybe he's just Lane Kiffin. Right. But don't you think he's learned? Oh my God, he got fired on the tarmac ten years. ago. That's yeah. a ten year. That's a, this is a ten year anniversary of the tarmac. Yeah, game? this oh, week. Shit. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Well, look, look. I don't know. Here's my thing: is that. You're right. Like this is the classic moment where everyone's going to want to bet against Alabama, and they're going to win thirty-seven to twenty. Yeah, but man, or something like they're that. still again. This 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 is right back to that Clemson game where I'm going. This is this is the week where we find the out are, how steep the decline they is. Are, this is the week where we find out is Clemson on the on uh, on the decline? Is Alabama on the decline? And I think that Ole Miss has enough to keep this closer to a touchdown. Um, there, so I he's going know. Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm taking the Rebs. Well, plus, I'm taking plus the Rebs. here. So and just, I, again, I'm terrified of it because I know this is the classic moment where I lose the bet and I go, man, I feel stupid. Never should have bet against Saban, but something feels off. Something feels different, man. Just to let everyone know what I was doing right there, that was my Bob Dylan impression. Yeah. Uh, he's a goat he, he's got a Bob goat Dylan. thing. Well, mm-hmm. because uh, not a lot of, uh, you know, well, a lot he's of people just don't. like he's recording songs when he's like eighty five. They are a giant. He's got a huge goat thing going on. Yeah, he's very goatish. It's not quite as goatish as you've made it, but but I <laughs> I embellish totally disagreement. I embellish the goat. All right, I'll take the Rebs plus seven, but no bet board still. Three games left, Tyler. Are we going to get a bet board game in or not? Well, maybe um, maybe maybe if we don't, we I can let back. you know we, several bets I have and see if you want to pick one of those off. Okay, all right. But we already have we have Ohio State Notre Dame eight and a half. We made that preseason. That's true. Okay, so that, yeah. actually that counts. That, and and thank thank you for reminding me that I have a much better line. Um, okay. Uh, next game up: Oregon State at Washington State. This is a really interesting matchup. Now we talked about your power ratings with Oregon State. Washington State's been like a surprise team this year. They took down Wisconsin at home as as an. I don't think so. I've had them twice so far on the show. That's right. I've given well, them out not twice. a surprise for you, mm-hmm. but I think just Thank a you. team that a Thank lot of you, people Will. going into the season were not like, ooh, look out for Washington State. But they've been a very tough team. And by the way, Oregon State is that too. These are very similar teams as far as like where they are in public perception versus what they actually are. So I'm interested to get your your bet here because well, Oregon State two and a half point road favorite here. Well, they're similar in public perception, but they're not similar in the way they execute offensively. Oregon State. Despite bringing in, hey, Mr. DJ Uyunglele, they keep running the football. They keep playing this pro style. We're going to be methodical. And I love what they're doing at Oregon State. They're really running a, I mean, everyone's bought in. They all understand the mission. They all understand the goal. 
and they're doing great things. Now, Washington State, look, I've been up on them all year because it's a numbers play. Everyone just thinks of Wazoo, wants to fade them. It's like, no, they're getting six and a half against Wisconsin. They should have been getting four and a half. These little areas where we've gotten value. Now, for this game, I've got Oregon State about five and a half points better. Given home field, I say three. I think it should be two and a half. What's the spread? Two and a half. So there you go. No play for me. Washington State, here's the thing with them. They're not running the ball well at all, except for Cam Ward. Now, I mentioned earlier, perception may be similar for these teams, but the way they play is not. Oregon State, pro style, running the football, running backs. Washington State, not doing much outside of Cam Ward at all. Now, that's not a bad thing. That's been a recipe for success for several teams throughout the years in college football, but these running backs are not getting going. And don't mistake Dylan Payne for all these great numbers. He's got 95 yards tied with uh, Cam Ward this year on 11 carries. So you say, whoa, that's efficient. 11 carries, 95 yards, give him the ball more. Well, he's had a 52 and a 32-yard run. Besides that, he's got, a, he's got what, nine carries for 90 yards? So it, they have a real problem at the running back spot. Oregon State wants to be physical, like we said, run the football. Their efficiency has not been throwing. Okay, so when they have to throw the football, that may have been in a good spot. Can Oregon State get, or can Washington State get to Oregon State? Not so sure. They've been bad at that this year. Uh, Washington State bottom uh, hundred uh, 103rd in uh, adjusted pressure, but Oregon State, you know, they've been pressured about 30-ish percent. Of, I just have a third here. I should have written the exact percentage. A third of dropbacks. Right. So what's going to win? Is the lack of protection for Oregon State in the show? And is Washington State finally going to be able to get to Uyunglele and and force him to make mistakes? Or will this be the game where Oregon State finally has an opponent that can get to the quarterback so they boost their numbers? Like there's a lot of conflicting numbers, conflicting data this game. I don't, my number's right on. Now, if I had to pick a side, I think Oregon State's probably the better team, despite being on the road. This is where these good teams like go and get that statement win. And two and a half, I think, is a good number, even though I have it right there. So if they win, you know, you obviously get the, the key number three that you're working with. But I don't love it either way because it's right on with my numbers. And let's, for two seconds, talk about the specificity of these numbers. Because when I say, oh, it should be two and a half, that's not three. That's not two. Like It's very important. That's why my power rankings, if you only pay five bucks a month on Patreon, there's a reason why... Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, there's a reason why Texas is 24.26 and not 24.56. Like This matters. Every tenth of a point matters. So when I have two and a half, market's two and a half, I really can't do much. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this is the relegation bowl. This sucks because both these programs <laughs> are actually like on the rise. And this is the last year in the Pac-12, and these are the two schools out of all the Pac-12 schools that don't have a home: Stanford, uh, Cal, and uh, and who's the other How one that is going to? Or Stanford and Cal are joining the ACC. Yeah. So Oregon State and Washington State are fucked. They're trying to sue the Pac-12 and. Like uh, they they filed for like a restraining order or something like that against Pac-12. It's like well, what they did was futile. They're trying they're trying to make it, uh, which I get. They're trying to make all the other schools ineligible to vote, right? Which I it's like why would they still be able to vote? Not going to work out. They're losing, but it sucks because again, both these programs are finally feel like they're getting their footing, and this is a great year. It's this is a great year for the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has so many great teams. Pac is back, and yeah, the Pac-12 is back. (laughs) Only for like nine more weeks, but it's back. 
Um, yeah, look, these are two really good teams. I think that I'm going to have a little more pretzel. Oregon, okay, don't fall out of your chair. Uh, <laughs> Oregon State's defense is really good. Washington State's offense is really good. Is this the is this the game where where one kind of dominates the other? I I think Washington State's played tougher teams. They played Wisconsin at home. You know, like Oregon State's really hasn't played that many tough teams so far. I think I'm gonna True. I think I'm gonna give out Washington State two and a half point home dogs here again. I don't I think these are really evenly matched teams, so I can see it going both ways. But if you're gonna give me the home team as two and a half point dogs, and I think that. They've already proven they can score on a you know a solid defense. And I don't again we'll find out how good well, what Wisconsin's defense is, but I don't think it's a bad defense. You know what you're gonna need to win this game, right? Huh. Cam Ward has to have a you know, two hundred in the air, you know, eighty oh, yeah. on the ground. Like Cam Ward has to have a Heisman level game for you to cover this. He's really fun to watch. But he but could. He 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 could he definitely very could. Well. but Oregon State could definitely stymie it too. Again, I don't know. I, I think that I, I'm going to go with uh, with the Cougars at home. Shout out Wazoo. By the way, this is the Beavers versus Jake Dickert. It's the Beavs versus Dicks in this game. So <laughs> also throwing that one out there, the relegation oh, game. Oh, that's great. Tower stays away. Next up. Stay away. Texas at Baylor. Trap game. This is such a trap game. The the Horns, uh, the Longhorns, 14 and a half point road favorites. Baylor's just been like a shit show to start the year. They lose to Texas State. They lose to to uh, Utah. Um, this this has the this has all the, the trap game signs. What's the spread? Fourteen and a half. Mm. Texas on the road here. Mm. Now again, like Texas wants to take big shots in the passing game. Obviously, they have an amazing line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball as well. By the way, but I think if you can limit the big plays, it like it slows them down a little bit. And this has all the markings of a game where Dave Aranda reminds everybody like, hey. You know, maybe I'm not the best head coach in the world, but I'm a kooky witch when it comes to, to defensive games, and he could slow down Texas. It also feels like, a, like a, the only thing that concerns me about this being a trap game is that Texas struggled against Wyoming last week. So that might have been like a shot across the bow to wake them up, and they go, hey, listen, we, I know we beat Alabama, but none of this shit's going to be easy, and we can't lose these games. That's the only part that worries me about Texas's mental state. However, 14 and a half is, is a lot of points. And this is a trap game. I'm taking Baylor plus 14 and a half. I'm going to run over to the button. <laughs> He's got to go hit the button. The button's across the way because producer Smitty had to leave. Here it is. Oh, boy. We got a bet board, folks. Finally, a bet board game. It's a trap game. Again, I know that Texas should be this much favored, but it, this just has classic Texas fuck-up game written Ooh, all over it. We got a bet board. Okay, so my power rankings, I've got Texas – 21 points better. I've got them Pure three power play. touchdowns better. I trust my path. I trust my math. I trust my power ratings. I trust my computer and what we go through in this whole process. Nerd. This is too big of a point <laughs> spread. Texas will come back. They've got a reason to come back. And I like the over-under has risen from 50 to 52. Money mm-hmm. coming in on the over. They see Texas winning. And honestly... I think this defense is going to make a point. I don't think Texas needs to score 40 points to cover this. I right. think they can win, you know, 34-14 and, and cover this easily. So uh, even 30 to like 10, something like that. Like, I think Texas does well defensively, comes in with a great game plan. Sark, remember 
Remember Sark when the director of the bowl game or whatever they're playing in had his hand on Sark's oh, chest? Oh, yeah. Sark went fucking and psycho Sark mode. freaked out on him. Yeah. I think we get that Sark this week. Psycho Sark? Bet game, 14 Did they half. win that game, by the way, when oh, he went psycho? Of I course think they, they did. I thought they lost that game, didn't they? You're wrong, sir. The bowl game? I'm putting my blue blockers back on. Okay. He's got his blue... Look, I love that we have a bet board game. Okay. Again, this is purely just based off the nature of what a trap game is. This has trap But what about the it. nurture of what a trap game is? <laughs> the nature and the nurture. Okay, next up, last game on the board here. Oh, no. Which we love. Now, first of all, I'm, I'll give out a bet based off the current spread, but Tyler reminded Wait, what us about before. Iowa Penn State? Did we do that? Um, we can if you want. I didn't have it on the board here, but we definitely can. I can, I, I can I, give I, you my rundown. I don't have a ton. Um, should right, we do that first up. real quick? Yeah, sure. It's 14 and a half, right? Penn we, State, well, home, yeah, home yeah, so, favorite. Yeah, 14 and a half with an over-under of 40. So that means the expected score right now is something like 27-13 Penn State. I get it, right? Do I do have my questions about Penn State's offense being elite? Like, the whole question mark with Penn State this year is, can they be as good as Michigan, Ohio State, compete for the Big Ten? I don't know. Like, they're 27th in adjusted points per drive, right? According to who they played, 27th, not bad, but they're 56th in rushing yards per game. Like, they haven't really dominated yet and imposed their will. So I wonder if Iowa will be able to stop them. But then I think about their offense. It's like, okay, maybe Penn State won't be able to just move it at will, but right. do they need to? Like, what's Iowa going to do this game? We, right. It's nothing new to come out and say Iowa doesn't have a good offense. Yeah, like but that, see, Brian Ferentz needs 25 points, baby. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. When I look at those defensive F-plus rankings, uh, Penn State is fourth in the country. Like, that is elite. I do believe they are elite there. So mm-hmm. I lean towards Penn State. I'm not going to take a hu- another huge number. Uh, the D-line for Penn State does need to prove themselves. So if Iowa gets going, offensive line looks good, I lean Penn State, but it's not a play for me. So 14 and a half, I think Penn State probably gets it done at home. Yeah, I mean, look, I agree. Like, By the it, way, no turnovers for Penn State this year. Zero. Oh, you just definitely jinxed them. <laughs> <laughs> and Drew Aller, pick six incoming. Like, if any Drew defense, if any, if, any, if any defense is going to get a pick six on Drew Aller, it's for sure Iowa. That's what they do. Like This could be a classic game where, yeah, Iowa uh, doesn't cover and the only points they score is with their defense. Like that's this is just what Iowa does. They're they have a, they're a spooky witchy team. Now usually those games come at home. By the way, they're not usually a team that goes on the road and does crazy shit. Right? Usually it has to happen uh, in Iowa City, and so that's where uh, Iowa is, is. Right? Isn't it Iowa City? Can you Google that? There's probably only two or three cities in Iowa. Uh, anyway, there's a couple of cities. Can you give it a Google? I'm sure. pretty sure it's Iowa City, but yeah. um, I don't want to be disrespectful to all, all of our Hawkeye listeners out there. I'm pretty sure it's Iowa City. Um, it is uh, Iowa City. Okay, perfect. Glad I didn't get that wrong. Iowa City is in eastern Iowa. The old Capitol building, the state's first capital, now houses a museum ooh, of local history. Museum of Corn. The adjacent um, University of Iowa Museum is uh, Iowa Museum of Natural History features prehistoric stone tools and taxidermy. Okay. See, taxidermy, that's, that's cheap. I'm like, you cheap? can't find anything better than taxidermy. I don't think it is cheap. Have you ever How tried about some to, artifacts? Now, you're Give me definitely, a statue. You're definitely not a, uh, taxidermy. the type of person to go out and hunt and fish. We know that as much. No. But if you tried to stuff an animal that you nabbed, <laughs> I think you'd realize it's not very cheap. Um, yeah. Look, I definitely feel like the Drew, Drew Eller is great, but there's been a couple moments in the game since the first game where you go, okay, he's still just a freshman I don't know that his decision making is totally elite, and he's got a great arm, you know. Like, um, but is he, uh, you know, is he like stand in the pocket and just tear people apart? Not yet. He hasn't shown that just yet, 
right? He can make plays. He can escape the pocket and, and launch one 40 yards in the air. That's for sure. But again, like if Iowa's defense, which we know to just be, you know, it's, it's the same Iowa defense every year. They're never different. They're staunch against the run. They're pretty good at limiting the run. And if you can take that away from, from Penn State, it certainly limits their offense. They're not a team that wants to throw the ball 45 times a game to win. They want to run the ball. They have two great running backs. Um, and, yeah, you're right. Where, where are the points going to come for Iowa? You know, the only thing that would, again, if, if you want to take Iowa here, having Cade McNamara quarterback, uh, Eric All, the two transfers that came from Michigan, those guys have gone in to Happy Valley and won games while they were at Michigan. And yeah, that's different. They were playing with the Michigan roster. But those are two guys that have the confidence to say, hey, we've been here. We're not scared. We know how to do it. And so, oh, man, that half-point hook is 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 very enticing. You don't um, like 14 and a half? And no, it makes me it makes me want to take Iowa a little bit here. Are you giving out Penn State? No. No. All right, I'm going to stay away then too, but I'm leaning I would lean Iowa with the half point hook. Right. Uh, Let's get to Ohio State Notre Dame. Yes, the biggest Let's go. The biggest one of the Woo-hoo! weekend. Finally a real test for both of these teams. Now, we we have a bet board game from the preseason where I have what eight? Uh, eight and a half. Eight and I, a half I, I on getting, Notre Dame. I hate getting the worst of it. I mean, am I right or am I right at at that at that point? Was I right or was I right then? Well, here's the thing. Preseason, I had Ohio State 12 points better. Yeah. Week one, I had Ohio State nine points better. And this week, I have Ohio State seven points better. So you're still very heavy on Ohio, on Ohio State here. Yeah, obviously I'm on the road on Ohio at Notre Dame. Let me get my breakdown. Current line is three, three Ohio State three-point favorite on the road. It is three. And I'm going to do something unique, Will. I'm going to give out another game. So if you take this, we'll have two bet board games in one. I'm giving out Ohio State... Minus three. Now, if you followed our Patreon, I gave out Ohio State minus two and a half earlier in the week. But I think it comes down to Ohio State being a better team than Notre Dame. It's really as simple as that. Now, let's talk about some a few things. Notre Dame has to try and make Kyle McCord beat them. Okay, And I know that's going to be the game plan. The question is, can they do that? I'm not so sure they can make Ohio State one-dimensional, right? Ohio State is second in the country, second, number two in offensive efficiency, and they haven't put anything on film. They played Indiana, Youngstown, Western Kentucky, but still, like, they, they've looked very good, haven't showed anything. Ohio State still has a lot ready to go. I believe Ryan Knight, who I'm not ready to call it Ryan Day yet, had so much ready for this one game. See, what we always talk about is in the preseason, both for the NFL and college football, coaches have months to get ready for one game. That's why every good coach usually looks pretty good week zero or week one. They've had a lot of time to get ready for that one opponent. I believe Ryan Knight has, has treated this game as his week one game. He didn't give a damn about Youngstown. He didn't give a damn about Indiana or Western Kentucky, but they still looked good enough to stay right up there in my rankings, in my opinion. I think Ohio State has the team, the roster, the talent that has not showed up yet. We all want to put Ohio State in the category of they're falling off with Clemson. Maybe it's the year that Alabama falls back. Oh, of course, Ohio State's right there with them. I'm not ready to do so. And as I said, I have a lot of questions about Ryan Knight. Of course, I'm talking about Ryan Day, but even more so about Marcus Freeman. Like, if I'm going to put both these coaches on the question mark 
you know, rankings, Marcus Freeman is, I don't know anything about him. I still have question marks. Is that win against Navy really that impressive in Ireland? Is the win against Tennessee State or NC State or CMU, uh, Central Michigan, really that impressive? And before you say NC State, NC State, it's like they're 99th in offensive efficiency. This is a worse team than like than Rice right now. So, NC State's other two wins are against, what, UConn VMI? Let's not call NC State the team to look at right now for the the data point that's going to prove Notre Dame's there. This is that game. So, it's really interesting. I think we get a a very unique situation. Notre Dame, at home, thinks they've got a shot. They're telling themselves they're right there, as good. This is our chance to win, get to the playoff. And I think Ohio State is simply a better team. Again, a touchdown better in my rankings from 12 points in the preseason, there hasn't been that much change. Yeah, Notre Dame's look good. But Ohio State hasn't looked bad. Mm-hmm. I think this is a good money play. I think two and a half is a good play. Three is a great play. Or two and a half is a great play. Three is a good play. Three and a half is not a play for me. But we're going to go Ohio State minus three. Will, put it on the bet board. Let me win two with one. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm only getting my one. I'm only giving you my one. There's no way I'm giving you four points to square up that bet. What if? What if? What if Ohio State wins by six? Then I'm fucked. I should make you start closing your ears when I say sharp things on this show because you're learning. It's bullshit. You're so, but here's what I will say. Um, I do think Ohio State looks bad against Indiana. Now, yeah, they haven't. They didn't look bad in the in the most in the two games since, which were at home. And yeah, it's just one game. If you watch that game against Indiana, their offense didn't look good. The, the defense was fine. The huh. offense did but, not but look, look good. I don't want to make and a habit was, of interrupting your handicap, but but I believe they didn't put anything on film. That's fine. Yeah, and maybe that is what it is. But like, even still, it's a new quarterback, so you would think they'd try some things, right? Um, Kyle McCord didn't look great that game. He is the starter now. He's since looked better, but again, against two cupcakes. And I, t- Indiana should be a cupcake. I'm sorry. They didn't cover that game. I don't think they look good that game. To me, it's like, hey, look, these two teams played last year, and it's different because it was week one, so there was nothing on tape. But, like, Notre Dame almost won that game in Columbus last year, right? That was week one, um, and it ended up being Ohio State won by, like, 10, I think, but it was very close the whole time. And now where are these teams at? That Ohio State team lost C.J. Stroud, an incredible quarterback, and now has what is for sure a downgrade at – at uh, Kyle McCord. Yes, he's a good quarterback. He's not C.J. Stroud. Notre Dame on the other side, massive upgrade at quarterback from Tyler Buckner to uh, Sam, Sam Hartman. Hartman. Yeah. Um, and, I, and yeah, you're right. We don't know a lot about Marcus Freeman over the length of a season, but we knew that last year he came out and coached that game really well against, against Ryan Day. And so I know that you can't just bake everything into, hey, what happened last year? What are they now? Like, that's foolish, but even still, like I look at Notre Dame at home here, um, they're they've done a really good job of running the ball, and that's going to be tough against Ohio State's defense. Ohio State's defensive line is really fucking good, but again, like they they haven't played a team that can really run the ball just yet. And I look at also Notre Dame's passing defense has been great, and if you're going to try to slow down the Ohio State offense. Under Ryan Day, you force them to run the ball. That's how Michigan has beaten them the last couple of years. It's like, hey, we're going to limit big plays and force you to grind it out with these long drives that it hasn't worked out well for them. Um, I'll give out Notre Dame plus three, but I'm not making it a bet board game because I already have them plus eight. 
So that's not Come fair. On. No way. No Why? way. No way am I letting you but middle your way if, to a to a square thing if, with this. If no Notre way. Dame wins, you get two wins. Yeah, but I, that's uh, y- come on. You uh, you've already taught me enough about this value here. I can't do it. Uh, I I honestly think Notre Dame wins this game. Well. I'm not joking. I well I, then take the bet board. No, I'm not going to. I, I'm going to take my plus eight because it's great value, and that's the only bet board we're going to have for eight this game. Half. But or eight and a half. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Eight and a half. I have it on the sheet, so I would have known. You but, um, yeah. I mean, I I think that this Notre Dame team has improved a lot, and I think the Ohio State team has taken a step back from where they were last year. Um, oh, well, so, we'll see. Let's go cover the eight and a half, boys. Incredible. Big, you know how sweet that's going to be if they cover the eight and a half. Oh, it'd be amazing, <laughs> and it might it might happen. Look, this could be the game where I go, okay, Ohio State's still Ohio State, and I don't think this is. By the way, you likened it to this. Uh, like light, I don't think you were like being anything serious about it. But like Ohio State's not in the same situation as where we go. Hey, is this the end of like a like a, a you know a dominant Alabama, run without? Yeah. yeah. But um, I just don't. I think they're being Clemson. overvalued. Honestly, I don't think they're as good as they as as they're being uh, held to. So right. I like Notre Dame in this. All um, right, incredible. Uh, and stick around for the fun stuff after this. I promise it's gonna be worth it. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, hi, Ivan. We love you. And uh, <laughs> thanks, we'll Yvonne. Yeah, we may need to get a review from you. So Will's not here. Will's going to show up. Will texted us that he's going to be late. He's in traffic. So we're just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's start the show. Fuck <laughs> it. Let's do it live. <laughs> but uh, Ryan has a taste test that we're going to get into. Now, this is a first. This is a, a brand new segment we're doing. We've done the outdated movie review for years. Outdated movie review is a staple of the show. Obviously, that is what it sounds like. You watch an old show, you give it a, a new review. So Ryan's going to do the first ever outdated food review. He ate some... Drake's coffee uh, cake. Drake's coffee cake. Yeah, before this. Now, let's be clear about this. Outdated food does not mean that it was past the expiration date. Right. It's not old food. <laughs> it, is, it is old school food that's difficult to find in a lot of places, right? Drake's coffee cake. And if you're a Seinfeld fan, great episode yeah. about the Drake's coffee cake. And there were mixed reviews in that episode. Some loved it. Some thought it was too crumbly. It falls apart too easy, <laughs> as they say. Okay, so official review, Drake's Coffee Cake. What do you think? Delicious. Absolutely fantastic. Um, now, you didn't have it with coffee either. You just went straight I in. I went straight. You dove which, in. Which, snacks like these, again, this was not an old item. Um, it was a fresh old item. It was, well, quote unquote fresh. It was a little dry, so I could have used a cup of coffee, even though I don't drink coffee. So, you know, maybe I'm not the one to review this, but... No, it was very good. I've only had the hostess before. She had just some tea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little tea. Little, uh, little steeped like in the tea. tea. But yeah, it was great. Cinnamony, crumbly, mm. um, good mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good mouthfeel for a food. <laughs> Don't we all? You know what's yeah. got a weird mouthfeel? Clams. You ever had a clam? Oh, yeah. Absolutely okay. not. I have a big... I'm big on textured foods. That's why I don't like clams, oysters. I don't like... Cottage cheese grosses me out. What about the name of food? Does the name of food bug you? Like it can. Gorp. Can you eat gorp? Well, I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> Gorp's like trail mix. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, gorp. Wow, Just, I've uh, never heard that before. You've never heard that? <laughs> I wonder if Will's going to know life. this. We need to start writing things down. Will Will know what gorp is? <laughs> I All thought right, you just down. pulled something from like Rick and Morty or Let's something. Let's do an over-under from right now. Let's do an over-under. Uh, five and a half minutes. I'll take the under. I'll go over. He's going to take forever. I think okay. traffic got to him. Um, it's over. Oh, shit. That may be him right now. <laughs> As he says it. Uh, no, no bed. No bed. The flag came in. 
They got the time out in. All right, so out of uh, whatever your rating scale is, um, what do you do for your ratings? Well, since it's a coffee cake, let's do cups of coffee. Okay. Out of 10, yeah. I'll give it a 9-2 out of 10. 9-2. All right, awesome. If you can hear the, the, the studio mascot, too, by the way, she's <laughs> excited that, that Will's here. Okay. We're uh, keeping it real professional. Wait, so would you give it a 9-2? 9-2. So if it were out of 100, would it be like 92.2 or would it be closer to 92.8? 92.8. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, I got a couple other things to, for, for today's show, but we'll, we'll save them for Will. You know what we should play while we're waiting for him to get down here? Mm-hmm. Should we play that clip? No, let's not do it. Let, <laughs> let, let's do it another time. All right, here. Let's do this. He's here. Let's time travel real quick. And then... Ryan, just pause it, and we'll come back when Will's all set up. He's here. How you doing, Will? Hey, I'm here. Hey, he's here. All right. Well... All right, we're back. We're in the studio. Oh, we're back. On the fly. We'll do it live. <laughs> I don't know what... Uh, there's been already been time traveling going on. This is weird. I'm late rolling up to the podcast. We're already First time traveling. Apologies. Yeah. So, yeah. How was traffic? Uh, he's late. Traffic was great. So I, I got, love traffic. We, Who we, doesn't? We made an over-under before you got here, and uh, the under hit. So. Oh, no way. You the under hit was, by far. We made you thought I was going to be here by six? Is that what the... What was the no, over-under? Five, five and a half, half minutes from that point, and it, you were there like 30 seconds after. Oh, wow. Okay, beautiful. Yeah. How about that? Look, I, I hustled, okay? So we introduced a brand new segment. So oh, obviously, we're College Ball Tailgate. We are home of the outdated movie review. Of course. Right? Watch an old school movie, give a new review. Yep. So today, we did an outdated food review. So you may, you may wonder what, what that, that is. What does that mean? Exactly. You're eating outdated? You're eating food that's past its date? <laughs> that's, that's why we cleared it up. Why? Why are you doing this? That's not it. Okay. <laughs> so it's old school food. Like that, you it's very tough to find nowadays, <laughs> it, you know, like like uh, Nico <laughs> wafers would Neco, fall into Neco that. wafers. You can't call them Nico, I love wafers. calling them Nico wafers. They're Neko wafers. Neko wafers would fall into this, like old, so like school old food. candy, yeah. but they, it's still made today. Yes, okay. Drake's coffee cake, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, Ryan Delicious. did a review, he gave it a nine, too. I love a Drake's good, coffee cake. I actually just bought some, uh, they're so good, like a it's a coffee cake cinnamon muffin from mm. Trader Joe's the other day. It was fucking mm. amazing. Okay. Anything coffee, sweet, cinnamony flavored like that is sure. always going to hit. And that's very similar. But what to do you think about cake. the outdated food review? Does it need a new name? <laughs> I just don't know how compelling a review of Necco wafers will be. Like, I already know. <laughs> I think that I think you're going to be like, yeah, you know, it tastes like like sh- like sugary chalk. You know, you know what we should have done? It tastes like communion. We should have also <laughs> reviewed the Seinfeld Drake's Coffee Cake episode with it. Because mm. ah, that would have been okay. good. You know, we missed an opportunity there. Sure. Yeah, opportunities, See? you know. Yeah. But anyway, so we did that. But we've got a few other things. This is I, what happens when I'm not here, folks. Exactly, right? <laughs> the kids um, will play. We've got but the... Because of time travel, people will hear that later. So. Yes. Sure. Yes. yes. Uh, but no, they already heard it. Because we're going to keep that to start the show. Oh, right, of course. Yeah, okay. and then you come in because we're, see, wow. it's all. It's just a mess. Time travel. <laughs> and I'm going to be messy. gone the entire show. We're going to be really fucking with you guys. Yeah, Ryan's oh, gone. Oh, wow, that's gone right. The... You're gone, but then you come back. Well, he sure. just got here. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> okay, so editing confused. is a nightmare. Okay, so for today, I've got games. Uh, okay. We've got part two of the newly fanned game. Yeah. If you missed this. it, just pause, go back last week, listen to like the last 10 minutes of the show. Yep. We played the newly fanned game where it's it's a it's a spinoff of the newlywed game where Will answered what he thought Ryan would answer for these questions. So we have that. We have the Will and Ryan quiz. I made a quiz specifically for you guys. It's pop culture. It's South Park, Always Sunny, and random movies uh, in a... Uh, a quiz, okay. so you guys can do that. And then 
uh, the origin of sayings. This is mm. this one is from a few weeks ago. We didn't yeah. get to it last week. So should we start there? Yeah, sure. Why not? Origins of sayings. All right. Best sayings. All right. Uh, butter someone up. <laughs> Don't throw the baby out with bathwater. Yeah. Rule of thumb. Spill the beans and eat humble pie are the uh, uh, the five I have. Okay. Which one do you want to hear first? Just go right in order. Yeah. Okay. So butter, butter someone up. Butter someone up. Uh, an ancient Indian custom involved throwing balls of butter at statues of the gods to seek favor. Huh. So they would get butter balls. How and does that huck turn into like statues. in modern day where you're trying to like you know uh, butter someone up? Yeah, I'm, they're buttering well, them up. I'm greasing up palms here. What what I'm not going to do on this game is give you the transition mm, from how it started to right. now, but that's how it started. Okay. Yeah, they enough. used to throw butter at the statues. Okay. All right. Don't throw the baby out Seems with the bathwater. Uh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. During the 1500s, most people bathed once a year. And this was largely because they thought that... Uh, they also like to throw babies. They thought that you could get sick <laughs> with water, right? They thought that, yeah. like, water, you get diseased. Right. So even when they did bathe, the entire family used the same tub of water. And the main house... Uh, uh, the man of the house bathed first. Oh, could you Followed by other water? males. Then females. And finally, oh. the babies. You can imagine how thick and cloudy the water became by that time. So the infant's mothers had to take care not to throw them out with the bath water, even when they emptied the, uh, okay, when the tub, but, according to ooh. this. Yeah. I mean, so, so don't throw the baby. Out the I don't know. That, I'm not sure that I totally buy into that one because, like, even if it's dirty bath water, like, ideally the baby's not just like sitting at the bottom of the bathtub. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, why would they not be able to see it? I'm okay. not sure that I'm fully believe with that. Okay, this one is dark, but I put it on because By it's true. You guys know the rule of thumb one? Oh yeah, that's a rough one. Ooh, sure. Should I read it? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, I mean, uh, legend has it. Bad stuff, folks. But I looked at it. I double sourced it. This is a double sourced. Okay. Uh, legend has it that the, the 17th and century. <laughs> <laughs> in the 17th century, English judge Sir Francis Buller ruled that it was permissible for a husband to beat his wife with a stick, given that the stick was no wider than his thumb. Right. Mm. Yep. Mm. That doesn't sit well. What's the problem? 2023 football. No. Okay. Um, spill the beans. Take a man with small hands. Spill the beans. <laughs> <Ladies. laughs> uh, in ancient Greece, beans were used to vote for candidates. Uh, on occasion, they would knock over the beans, right. revealing who would. Uh, now these are uncooked beans. Who. These are dried yes, beans. You're yes. not doing this with baked beans. So be harder when, to count. So when you get knocked over, you spilled the beans. And it would reveal all of the people, or let you see who was being voted for. Spill the mm. beans. And then finally, this is the best one: eat humble pie. Well. Maybe not, but eat humble pie. During the Middle Ages, the lord of a manor would hold a feast after hunting. He would receive the finest cut of meat, but those with a lower stand, uh, with a lower standing were served a pie filled with entrails and innards, mm. known as the umbles. Therefore, receiving an umble pie was considered humiliating because it was uh, informed others in attendance of the guest lower status. Interesting. And because that'll be my recipe it. this week on the Patreon. So <laughs> That's like a, sign up. a hot dog of the 16th century. Yeah. All uh, the gross parts. And I, the, again, the last sentence was uh, because it informed others in attendance of the guest lower status. So, I see. Weird. So those are, those are the history Very of uh, sayings. Wow. I don't know if that was worth it, but we did that. I don't know if that was worth saving for two I'm weeks. But that's one of the things we had to get out of. Okay. Should we do newly fan game or the quiz, Will? It's informative. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, oh, sorry, the, the newly fan, the newly fan game. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right, Ryan, I'm excited for this. Get, ah. get your answers to the, to the newly fan game. Will I have your answers? For those who didn't listen, what it was was the Big Twelve edition. We went best mascot, stupidest mascot, and other coach related questions. So, Ryan, we're gonna go through each with you. See how Will now. Did wait a minute. First, on the newly fan game, I need a uh, I need some eye to eye from Smitty right here on a scout's honor that he didn't listen. I did not. 
I actually yeah. called Tyler before I got to that part to yep. see did. if I should take it seriously. He okay. Did. And he, because uh, <laughs> we were like, Smitty, don't. Listen. I don't trust okay. you two bozos. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Best mascot. Uh, best mascot. I had Pistol Pete from Oklahoma. Oh, State. my God. One for one so far. <laughs> Yes. Are you kidding me? I what seriously. Start. I was about to put an over under at this. I would have put the over under at zero point five. I'm like, he's not going to get one. There's, there's so many teams. What a hot start! Okay. I mean, Pistol Pete's fucking cool. I mean, yeah, he's great. Hey, I'm right there with you. I just didn't <laughs> also, think we'll get it. Yeah. Okay, this next one was a little contentious between me and Will. Uh, the stupidest mascot. Uh, the stupidest is the Mountaineer. <laughs> Two for two, <laughs> dude. You my did second, listen. My second, no, my, my second was uh, Kansas State's mascot. Oh my, that's what I said, dude. Are you, you Ryan? You, sw- <laughs> I, I you swear to God, you didn't listen. Swear to God, I'll show it to you right now. I'm, I, I, I still no, have, I, I, I still I have trust the you, but, but you didn't listen. Not believe how good um, this is. Oh damn it. Uh, okay, so but, um, so the reason that that was. Last week, I said, after he said the Mountaineer, I go, no way. He's going to pick Kansas State because that's the dumbest thing to have just a head. That's why. And then the human body. How <laughs> dumb is that? I yeah. guess the worst one. Okay, I believe you. Okay, wow. so that's just, okay. So three for three. Wait, wait, hang on. Before we go, yeah. if I get all of these right, <laughs> can I get a bet board victory? <laughs> Tell There's me that. No yes, 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 yes. Tell you me that wouldn't be fair. Okay. Okay, Ryan, most underrated school colors. Kansas State. <laughs> is that right yes it's right oh, no shit yes it's fucking right i okay. i swear to god i didn't now, listen now, now i'm sweating <laughs> we, I'm wait, now sweating i'm sweating too. i can't believe this <laughs> ryan if you make me sacrifice a bet board for this all right uh the coach who is worst at social media brett venables oh thank god damn it <laughs> who'd you say yeah, he said my, he said gundy oh yeah right See, i thought well that I probably had the hardest one with that question because I don't follow. Wow. I don't really have any social media. Right. What a rush, though. I think Vanderbilt's wouldn't be good either. <laughs> Got That's your a good blood one. Yeah, it did. That was like a close <laughs> game with the court. What a rush. Okay. Uh, the coach who has the. <laughs> this one is ridiculous. The coach who has the masturbation ritual of Steve Carell in 40 year old virgin. I went with Neil Brown. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad answer, but I not what I good. picked. He went Venables for that one. Oh, really? Venables with the candles. Okay. Uh, the coach who chooses food the loudest. Um, Kalani Sataki. Yep. Now we're getting some separation. Oh, okay. Ooh, Kalani yep. is good. It's a mouthful in itself in the name. Uh, Will went Sonny Dykes, and I actually agreed with him because Sonny Dykes is chinless. Yeah, I, I went... I. I had a tough time with that one too, but Sonny Dykes was in the running. But see, a lot a lot of people would go personality for this. I'm just going, you know, anatomy here. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, sure. Scientific. The, the, the lack of neck. Well, and or my, chin. my thought process no, kind of the makes same. The chewing harder. He's got a lot of neck. That's 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 the, the <laughs> because I was thinking here. Samoan. They usually have large meals, mm-hmm. so that's why I went with Kalani. All right, and then uh, finally, Racist. the coach most likely to be president <laughs> in the Big Twelve. Uh, I went with uh, Coach Sark. Coach oh, Sark. Wow. Yeah. You went Sark. Yeah. See, you know what? I think he'd be getting into trouble. Well, Actually, see, that's the thing. Yes. The controversy is what makes him a good president. <laughs> he has the, he has the psychopath personality exactly. to, to want to be president. So yes, he does. How about that? Not bad. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Will went uh, either Aranda or Kleiman. Coach Kleiman. Kleiman. And he ended up going climbing. So, all right, let's wrap up today's uh, wow. games with the <laughs> Ryan and Will quiz. Now, for those of you out there who haven't seen these shows, this is why we do this at the end of the podcast. Uh, this is a quiz specified for Will and Ryan. So there's three questions each for three categories. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which you guys know. Sure. South Park, which you guys know. And then random movies, which yeah. you will know. 
Which would you like to start with? Smitty? Uh, let's go Always Sunny. Always Sunny for 500. All right. Uh, in The Gang Dances Their Asses Off, Dennis manages to trick a woman into dancing with him, claiming he was a dance instructor. What is the name know it. of the dance he proceeds to teach her? Yeah, I don't know it. Yes, the Rococo Band. The Rococo Band. <laughs> That's it's one of my true. favorite episodes. All right, we'll just go hand in the air. First hand in the air gets it. All right. Uh, question number two. What is the day man a master of? Yes, Ryan. Kung Fu? No. Damn it. Uh, Chance to steal? Yes. He's a master of karate and friendship yes. for everyone. <laughs> karate and friendship. Uh, okay. Dayman is a master of karate and friendship. Uh, last question here for Always Sunny. In the dentist system, what does both the E and the I stand for? We're going for the vowels here. Go for the vowels here, Bob. The E and the I in the dentist system. What do they stand for? Yes, Ryan. Encourage and infiltrate. No. No, no, no. Hang on. Okay. The E is engage physically. Yes, engage physically. Um, oh, what is the I? It's so uh, it's nurture, dependence, neglect emotionally. Shot clock. We're going to have to step in here, uh, Will. I don't know. What's the I? Inspire hope. Dang it. <laughs> We're going to give you hope. a half point there. All right. Uh, let's go next. Kick South my ass Park. On that one. South Park next. Yeah, Will is up. Uh, we'll go two and a half. To, uh, to okay. zero. Okay. In the South Park movie, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, Kenny dies and gets rejected from heaven. When he arrives in hell to meet the devil, he sees the devil is dating someone. Who is the devil dating? Yes, Ryan. Saddam Hussein. Yes, he is dating <laughs> Saddam Hussein. In South Park land, the devil is gay and he's dating Saddam Hussein in hell. Okay. Uh, question number two. South Park, Imagination Land, had the Council of Nine which was a big part of solving all the problems. Name three members of the Council of Nine. I'm out. Um, Jesus is one of them. Okay. Yes, <laughs> correct. Um, Aslan. <laughs> also the correct. Lion, right? The, uh, yeah, that's the lion from A Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. He's part of the Council of Nine. Is the last one Santa Claus? Is Santa uh, Claus one of them? Santa is not. Snarf? No, Snarf is Dang not. Dang it. <laughs> I'll give you one more. Uh... Uh, oh, Luke Skywalker. Yes, Luke Skywalker. Yes. Is, yeah. <laughs> the full Council of Nine is Jesus, Zeus, Aslan, Popeye, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Morpheus, Wonder Woman, uh, Gandalf, and then the Good Witch from The Wizard of Oz. Okay. <laughs> and then finally for South Park, in the episode Awesome-O, Cartman pretends to be a robot in order to trick Butters into getting a valuable possession back. And it works. But Hollywood soon gets their hands on this supposed robot and forces him to come up with movie ideas. Who is the main character in every one of Osimo's movie pitches? <laughs> I know it. I don't <laughs> well, know it. It's Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is Adam, Adam Sandler. Is uh, Yeah, okay. The so, only thing I could think of was, Rob Schneider is a carry. <laughs> Very similar joke, yeah. <laughs> All right, Will's up three and a half to one. All right, finally three questions left. Ryan, you got to sweep it to win this. In Shawshank Redemption, who is on the poster covering the tunnel? Oh. Might, you, might need an outdated movie review because I've never seen it. You never what? seen mm-hmm. Shawshank? Oh boy! All right, yeah. I thought that was a home run for both of you. Uh, yeah, you got to see. Yeah, it. You need to watch um, it for sure. Uh, well, speaking of that, have you seen uh, any of the movies we talked about yet? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, 
or no, Shutter Island. I need to. You got to remind. You me. need to. I will remind, remind you. I'll me. text you. You got to do um, that too. I I I don't know her name. I know the the warden calls her Fuzz, Raquel Fuzzy Welch. Oh yeah, it's Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch. Yes, you heard the one she about Raquel bird. Welch on the lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> they said those aren't buoys. Okay, in Back to the Future, what is Doc Brown's catchphrase? Ryan, great Scott. Great Scott! Uh, and then finally... I wasn't going to get that right. What is Austin <laughs> Powers' favorite movie? Oh. What is Austin Powers' I favorite feel ashamed that I don't know this. You don't know, Will? Ryan, do you know it? No. No. Uh, no, I don't. I'll give you the line. It goes, blank, that's my favorite movie. It's In Like Flint. Oh. That's my favorite movie. Oh, wow. My favorite. In Like Flint. So, Will wins. That's, uh, Will wins the game. Good job, Will. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, there you You're go. And that, that does it for the, for what I got <laughs> I don't for think today. that proves that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Will, you got to watch a movie. It's coming up soon. Okay, you got to remind watch me. either Shutter Island I'll do or... Edge of Tomorrow first. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, Ooh. remind me to do that before next Let's week. Let's go. Good one. I'll get my outdated movie review. All right. Amazing. Boom. Okay. Thank you guys for uh, for listening. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. Underscore X. Underscore pod or X. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. On X. Uh, follow the or join us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash yeah, oh, football tailgate. Ryan's putting a uh, uh, recipe out this week. It's only $5 to join Humble for pie. Patreon. Exactly. Only $5. Yeah, Help support the show. join. Yeah. We'll talk. See, you, see you soon.